who who do you think was the first person to put a lemon in a Corona? Hmm. And why doesn't Corona just come with like like a little sachet of lemon or lemon in just included in the beer? Well, I think it was probably okay. Here's my conspiracy theory. Okay, yeah. They made Corona. Yeah. They deliberate Mr. Corona, Professor Corona, as yep. he's known, deliberately made Corona very bad because his brother, <laughs> Doctor Lemon, uh, had a bit of a, a deal, a bit of a. You know, under the table kind of briefcases and, and... And these guys are brothers. Yes. So, what I'm saying is this is a massive lemon lemon industry conspiracy. The citrus industry uh, has all a stranglehold. The, all the citrus lobby. Yes. And the beer lobby <laughs> the got powerful together. powerful citrus lobby. <laughs> and there probably is, like, some sort of powerful... Oh, there citrus. is. There is a citrus almost, lobby. I know, I know that there's, like, a banana corporation... That like ruled South America for years, and possibly um, Coffs Harbor, yes, where the big banana lives. Look it up. Look it up, people. It's real. Hi, I'm Stargate Pioneer, and I'm Stephen Jondrew, and we're from Better Podcasting, a proud member of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're listening to now, the opinions expressed are those of the individual host. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And get ready, because geekiness begins in three, two, one. So today at work, someone asked me, or rather came up to me and said, Oh, right, so you're the expert on blank. Mm-hmm. Now, as, as we all know, I'm not an expert on pretty much anything, really. Mm-hmm. I, I, even in this particular case, I was probably not the expert, but I, I was able to answer the questions. Okay. But I, I smart acidly said, oh yeah, I'm not an expert in anything unless you want to know about Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> and he goes, you kind of like, this is like a kind of a late 50s gentleman. Yeah. He kind of blinked twice and said, yeah, okay, tell me something. <laughs> So I told him about, I just said, oh, uh, okay, so Mario's first appearance was as Jumpman in the 1981 Donkey Kong arcade. And he goes, he blinked another couple of times and went, oh, okay, wow, that's actually pretty cool. Good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, thanks, my my new Mario Brothers. um, Yeah, hopefully, I don't know whether this is, he'll keep coming and asking me questions or anything. I would love that. He just comes back, give me another Mario Brothers fact. I'm sure I could. I mean... But it, it got me thinking today when I was at dinner. I thought, mm. you know what? I used to do a quiz for this show. Yes. And then I got so lazy, so lazy that I wouldn't even do a quiz, which you do every other episode. Well, yeah. For the stream of nonsense, <laughs> which we do every fifth episode. And this mm. is episode number 70. So we are doing number one, a stream of nonsense. Mm-hmm. And number two, for the first time in many, many episodes, a quiz. Fan bloody tastic. Yep, so I I think you should be uh, what's the word murdered. No, um, <laughs> applauded. Applauded. That's yes. the word. I pulled the finger out. Been in there a very long time, folks. <laughs> Dear. Yeah. I didn't wish to know that. No. No. Now, okay. So now I have images. <laughs> I can draw you a diagram too if you want. Please do. So this is the Mario Power Ups quiz. Ooh. Okay. So the whole idea of this quiz mm-hmm. is what game. Did the power-up Mario gets first appear in? Ah, okay. Okay. I think I'm with you. Right. So, for an example, mm-hmm. this is not one of the questions. Okay. The mushroom would, okay. be, like the super mushroom would be the first. Well, of course, uh, that would be Mario Kart. 
Okay, if you're not going to take this seriously, we'll, we'll fuck up. No, you get the idea. Whatever. This is a very serious show. All, all, I'm, I'm sorry. all of a sudden, I, I, I just remembered I don't care. I forgot. So. That, I forgot that this is not a comedy show. This is. <laughs> Look, I ha- do you hear me laughing? No. We, we listen back to this all the time. Do you he- ever hear me go? Oh, does those it, those wacky Robin AC folk. Does anyone ever say that we're funny? No. <laughs> funny looking, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's All funny, right. but not ha-ha funny. So you tell me the game in which the Mario... The first time the Mario power-up appeared. Sure. Okay. Cape Feather. Cape Feather. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Mario World. Correct. Easy one to start off with. That's one for Robbie. All right. Frog Suit. <laughs> Frog Suit. Mm. Oh, no. I'm already in the... I'm already, like, just guessing now. Um... Um, ba 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 ba. Do you do you, do you want a hint? Mm, yes. <laughs> okay. It's, I, it's in a game where there are kind of quite a few power ups, and uh, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. an early Mario game, and he wears a frog suit to help him swim in water. Uh, is it Super Mario Brothers three? It is indeed. Great. I there don't remember go. that at all. No. But there you go. No, no, it's. I think there's only like two in the game, and they're all, they all appear in like World Three. I want to say okay. the water worlds mm. and. Although they do help you swim underwater, mm. it's actually pretty good wearing them underwater. You kind of forget that you have them or right. you don't get them till the end of the world. And then you don't use them until like world six or something like or world eight when you just need like some random power up as like a, as yeah. a gimme. I forget that it had that whole inventory system. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> uh, I tried to choose games that you know or you might understand here. Um, you might be you might be uh, thinking I know more about Mario than I yeah, do. Yeah, maybe maybe I've I've actually thrown you a curveball for number three, okay. which is the hammer. The hammer. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, I'm gonna say. Now I will say I will give you a hint here. I chose my words very carefully when mm. I said. What game did the power-up Mario get mm, mm. first? Um, Mario... So I didn't say Mario game. Okay, right. So it's not a Mario game. <laughs> I, I, look, I'm trying to give you all the hints I can. I'm trying to help you here, buddy. Castlevania. I don't know, AC. Donkey Kong. Okay, oh, of course. God damn it. God damn it, AC. Look, I tried to save that one to you onto a platter. I think what's what's great about this quiz is that Mm. everyone at home is literally tearing their hair out. (laughs) Out of all the quizzes we've done. This this is funny because I I really thought you'd be in on this one, Robbie. No, I'm not. I have never been much of a, like, (laughs) gross realization. There's going to be many realizations like this, but I I have not spent a lot of time playing Nintendo games. Apart apart from the Super Nintendo and then only a select few games. And then I had an N64, which the less said about, the better. Yeah, well, yeah, that's very true. Um, so, question number four, the carrot. <laughs> there is a carrot power-up. It only appears in one, and I will say that for the rest of these games, they are all Mario games. Is it Super Mario Sunshine? No, it is Super Mario Land 2, six gold coins, oh. where he turns into a rabbit. Oh, okay. Mm. So that is the only time that he he uses that power, which mm. is a bit of a shame. It's got a kind of a floating kind of um, mechanic where he flaps his ears and he slowly drifts to the ground. Oh, so it helps you kind of glide. A bit. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, a tad. Okay. All right. Um, let me have a look. Like the like the raccoon tail. A bit. A bit like yeah. A yeah. bit. 
Speaking of which, okay, um, you might get this one though. <laughs> the mini mushroom. Oh, um, is that New Super Mario Brothers? Correct. For the DS? It is indeed. Yeah. New Super Mario Brothers. Yes. I have played that. I should yeah. say. Yes, I, ha- I also own a DS. That's yes. the other, that's the, that Do you still for- own that DS? No, I think I think I sold it, unfortunately. Yeah. That's a shame. It's a good yeah. system. Though. It is. I had a lot of fond memories of that system. Mm. Yeah. That was my first Animal Crossing experience as well, which was good too, so... Mm. It's uh yeah. Well, I'll get to. We'll actually talk to us a bit later on this episode. Cool. Actually. I'm looking forward to that because I'm a big fan. <clears throat> okay, so uh, you're ahead at the moment as we go on to question six. Brilliant. The super bell. Ooh. This rings a bell. Yep. <laughs> it should because you and I have played this game together and gotten close to finishing it. You know, like many of the puns I say, that was completely unintentional. Um. Uh, is it, is it, oh, what's the name of the game? Wait, let me just think of the name of it. Okay. It is, it is for the Wii U. Yes. It is, oh, what's it called? It's got some stupid name. Like. Well, Super Mario. I'll give you that bit. Yeah, it's like Super Mario. How many dimensions are there? 3D land. Oh, you're close. 2D land. No, you're close. 4D land. You're so close. It's not land. Triple D land. Oh, you were so close, Robbie. You were so close on that 44 one. double J land. It's it's 3D world. Ah, Land. So Super Mario 3D land was for the 3DS. Super uh, Mario 3D world uh, was for the Wii U. That it's a great game. I'm sure they're going to port that across. Although I kind of... Hope they don't, because mm. there still needs to be like a reason to go out there and get yourself a second-hand Wii U. Yep. It's a great game, that one. Other than to point and laugh. <laughs> I own two of those now. <laughs> Got to own a backup. That's right. You never know, you might drop your uh, gamepad in the toilet. Is that what it was called? Yeah, gamepad? gamepad, I think so. Cool. Um, Any right. points for that? Uh, <laughs> we'll see how well... Towards the end, I'll let you know. <laughs> If, if you're really failing, then yeah, I might throw your bone. It's weird to be actually... It's been a long time since I've been in the hot seat. It has. It has and been a while. It's stressing me out, actually. Okay. All right. So, I mean, we're 3-3 at the moment. We're Ooh, equal. it's neck and neck, AC. Okay. Metal cap. The metal cap. Metal cap. Yeah. Um, whew. I don't recall that one. Is that... Wait a minute. Just let me think of the name of it now. <laughs> so it's a metal cap that makes Mario metal. Uh, is it... Is it... It makes him metal. Oh. And Mario makes him wearing a metal cap that makes him metal. So oh, he can do so, something. So it's obviously the the metal Mario one. <laughs> I'll try. Look, I've chosen mainline Mario games. I know. So I'm trying to be as helpful as I can. I know. Look, this is just exposing my ignorance of Mario. Um, and his brother, Louie. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that guy. Yeah. Possibly more than Luigi. Do you, do, you, do you want the biggest hint ever? Wait, no, no. Is it... Is it the one that came out, like, like for the... For the, um... <laughs> I can't even think of the name of the console. I'm very tired today. Um, that one over there is, is it the, is it the, the switch? Is it the one? Is it for switch? Odyssey? No, it's is not for Odyssey. Okay. And there are no Odyssey questions in here <laughs> <laughs> for that console over there. Oh, literally all of Japan wants to kill me now. <laughs> there is a guy, a friend of the show, Ben, who yeah. will really want to kill you for getting this one wrong. Yeah, Super Mario sixty four. 
64. You get the metal cap. He turns into metal and then he sinks to the bottom so you can walk along the bottom of the... Um, Ocean? Yeah. Hmm. I think that's how it works anyway. My, my big hint was I hate the game that this is in. <laughs> I should have asked you for a hint. Um, uh, okay. So... That means uh, I'm now losing. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Um, I'm going to lose this. I know it. Well, the next one, Yoshi's Wings. The power-up is Yoshi's Wings. Oh, for God's sake. It's not Yoshi's Island, is it? Two? Not not Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's... No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Yoshi's Mansion of Fun. (laughs) Is that your final answer? Yoshi is missing. (laughs) Yoshi's missing. That's a great game. That's like where if you don't play as Yoshi, it's fantastic. Uh, No, it was uh, Super Mario World. One. Yeah, it's this win. Uh, this is. Oh, now I remember. Like, is that like a purple one or something? It's or? it's where like you hit a question mark block, yeah. and if you're on a Yoshi, oh, you get yes. the wings, and it takes you to a bonus level. Ah, uh, is it one of those like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but you got to be on Yoshi. Okay. Oh, damn it. Okay. <laughs> I suck. That's okay. That's all right. That's all right. I can uh, I can still break even here. If you I could. get the next two right. Is that right? It's, it should be, yes. Yeah. Yep. That um, unless there's not a ten question quiz. It, no. 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 I mean, I, I mean, we can keep going until you get a majority, but I don't know how long that's going to take. We might be here a while. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ask me anything about Mario. <laughs> Weird mushroom. Which one? Sorry. Weird mushroom. Weird mushroom. Yeah. It's called the weird mushroom. It only appears in one game, and it kind of was a mistake. That they just decided to leave in because they thought it was funny. Hmm. Um, Weird mushroom. Do you want me to tell you what it does? Sure. It makes Mario very lanky. Oh, lanky. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think I've seen him in in. Um, and he kind of moves weird as well. In Mario Maker, isn't that, Mario Maker? That is right, Super Mario Maker. Brilliant. I will give that one to you. Excellent. So yeah, that that is a, that was actually a fault. Uh, like ah. um, something something went wrong. <laughs> it looks awesome. Yeah, uh, and apparently, kind of has similar physics to Luigi's jump physics <laughs> in that. And I think something went screwy, and they just kind of went, whoa, that's weird. Okay, we'll leave that one in. <laughs> I love when things like that happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and okay, last one. Mm-hmm. I think you might break even here. Okay, you might break even. Please, 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 please. The superstar. The superstar. Yes, the superstar. Now remember. That is the one that makes Mario invincible. What is the yeah. first game? Super Mario Brothers. Yes. You did break even. There you go. Five to five. Awesome. I am not the most ignorant man of Mario. I'm just up there. You just, well. I just have no right to be doing a video game podcast. I, I, I had this, this Let's be thing that I was going to do with you mm. where I was just going to say, okay, so remember... Superstar, you might think it's from the game, but you know, there are games that came before that, maybe of the not so super variety. Then you would have said original Mario Brothers, and I would have said, haha, tricked you, it's actually Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. But I didn't do that because <laughs> you needed to throw I, I took pity on you. You needed to throw me a bone. I did need to throw you a bone there. Well, bones were thrown, mm-hmm. and mm, I can't think of another rhyme. The bones were thrown, and, and I went dome. home, and you- Chrome Dome. You What? You're going bold? Are you going bold, Rob? I am the walrus. <laughs> he is tired. Very tired, AC. I've had a big I've had a big day. I've had a big two days. A big day for little Robbie. That's right.
did. I went to the circus. Is that true? Did no, you go to the circus? I, I wish I went to the circus. That would have been fun. Especially one of the animal cruelty circuses that you can't have anymore because of reasons. They, they still have those in Japan. Awesome. Oh, God. So depressing. Do they whip the animals as they jump through the hoops? I think they whip the animals when they're asleep. <laughs> That's my kind of circus. I want, fact, the, I want the most endangered animals and I want them to be tortured. I think that's just... They put them out there, trank them, then whip them for half an hour. I just want to see a snow leopard being electrocuted as it leaps through small flaming hoops. <laughs> These hoops are so small that the leopard can't li- like literally fit through them. It just gets set on fire. Yeah, well, what a snow leopard. That's how you see leopards in the snow. That's right. Duh. <laughs> Duh. 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 You fucking idiot. Yeah, jeez. Haven't you ever watched David Attenborough's? Haven't you? Oh, all the time. I know that guy like the back of my hand. You love that, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was really good in Jurassic Park. I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah, Sam Neill. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Stand-up guy. <laughs> so. Remember that scene where he scared that kid by talking about how, like, the claw would disembowel him? Yeah. That was a great family movie, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I fun, mean, fun for all ages. I, I, we were at the exact right age for that movie because mm. we were like 12 years old at the time and yeah. dinosaurs were cool again. They've always been cool. They've yeah. always been cool, but like... Especially when you go to the Dinosaur Museum, TM. Okay, no. <laughs> That's when dinosaurs be... <laughs> I, I bet you the Dinosaur Museum probably opened in like 1992, and that's when like dinosaur popularity just crashed. <laughs> and then it went all the way back up again when Jurassic Park came out in 93. Oh, God. My Jurassic Park theorem... So I actually, I had no idea how well you were going to do on mm. this quiz, but if you, if you got like, if you aced them, I had the plan of going through some of the like really obscure power-ups from mm. like Super Mario, like RPG and Paper Mario and like a whole bunch of like really weird and wicked power-ups. That was what I was scared of. Yeah, but I, I decided, no, no, I'll go, I'll go easy this time. And even then, like, you're scraped. So well, I decided yeah. maybe, I'll, maybe I'll leave those for a different time. There's a few a few of those questions that definitely reveal just how little Mario I've actually played. Um, I mean, I can if the, if the listeners are interested, I can describe the limited experiences I've had playing Mario to give, to give them context. Are most of them with me? A lot of it is with you. Yeah. Probably the majority. Hmm. I played a lot of Mario, the original Mario Brothers... Not original Mario, but original Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Um, and my friend Gordon's house. Oh, yeah. When we were in primary <clears throat> school. Because he had an NES. Probably the only kid I knew had an NES. Rich. He's um, rich. Actually, they were very, they were very much not rich. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, then I played Mario Brothers 3. I think I got Gordon to hire it after seeing The Wizard. So I encouraged him to rent Super Mario Brothers 3 because it looked dope. Um, I've also played Mario, Mario Brothers 2, as in Doki Doki Panic reskinned, um, but only at the mall at like, the, at like a, uh, Oh, they used to have a setup at like David Jones yeah, or something like that. Yeah. David Jones, which for our international listeners is, it's like a, a department store, department store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they would let the kids play the consoles, which is great. Um, but I never actually sat down and played it, you know, at, at someone's house or for any extended period yeah. of time. Um, then Mario World, I ended up, it took me a long time to play that. I played that in the PlayStation era. Really? Um, but did you have a Super Nintendo? No. Well, I did have one, but I had one in the PlayStation era. I bought it when it was already like an obsolete it was, console. It was like cheap. Yeah. <clears throat> Although I did come over to your house and play it at least once or twice when you were like a, either like a 
12 year old or an early teen, I remember coming over to your house and playing it with you and you like trounced me. Sorry, that's my phone. Put my phone on silent. God, what a terrible f- podcast faux pas. Um, and then I didn't play N64. I didn't play Mario 64 until much, much later. Uh, and then I skipped a whole lot. That's sort of like, let's call it like the GameCube Wii era. Mm. I didn't really play much Mario games at all. I did have my DS, and I did I did play New Super Mario Brothers. I bought that's one of the first games I bought for my DS. That was um, such a big game. Mm. <clears throat> that was a, that was cool. I really liked that game. Yeah, I've I've completed that one multiple times, mm. and I was actually living in Japan. Uh, when the DS came out, oh, and wow. yeah. I think it was, I think it must have been a launch game. It has to have been a launch game. I think it was. It was close. It was certainly like mm. I'm pretty. At least in Japan, I'm pretty sure it was because I think yeah. the fact that there was a new Super Mario Brothers mm. kind of outstripped the fact that there was a new handheld console called the DS. Yeah, like it was advertised everywhere, and they were advertising like the the, the advertisement for the most part. Um, at least every every iteration of the advertisement had like Mega Mario, like the really big Mario, like crashing through the stage. Yeah, say. yeah, yeah. That was, very was like such a big thing, eye catching. Yeah, it was. And I remember getting that game. I didn't get a DS for a little while. What what happened is uh, Elchan bought the first iteration of the DS, mm. and I like borrowed his and played his a bit because we were living together at the time. And then when the DS Lite came out, it was such a big improvement. It was such a better piece of kit that he got that one and I bought his old DS off him for like Uh, 5,000 yen or something like that. And I still have that somewhere, actually. So I I played that when he'd finished with that game and I got a few of his hand-me-downs, so to speak. I I bought the Lite as well, actually. Yeah, the Lite is the best one. That was when I I sort of came in. But the reason I got one was because Nathan, friend of the show, um, was playing Pokemon and basically... Basically, peer pressured me into getting it. Did he peer pressure you into getting Pokemon as well? Yeah. So I ended up with like the other one, whatever one he had. I had the other one. Oh, right. So you could swap the. Yeah, I think he. Wa- I think he basically wanted to take all my Pokemans. I think he did. Yeah. I think that's exactly what Nathan. He wanted. wanted to like you know like like a like a schoolyard bully, <laughs> dupe me out of my best Pokemans, and I have to go to my parents and that, and then have to go around and, and make him give them back to me. Um, go around to see Nathan's mum to make. Yeah. Your no, son. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> just, just, no. I don't, think any, I don't think anyone can make Nathan do anything. No, that's point. very, that's very true. Many have tried, few have succeeded. Yeah, including school. <laughs> so um, that was my. That's basically my Mario experience. Um, and I think since New Super Mario Brothers, I haven't owned a Mario game at all. So I, I think that was the last Nintendo console I bought was the DS Lite. And actually, home console, mm. the N sixty four. So I have tapped out in a big way from Nintendo. You can, yeah, you have. Although it's not that I don't like them. I actually have a lot of fondness for Nintendo, and I think it's that blue sky, green grass look. Yeah, I really love that, and yeah. I miss it on PlayStation because all the games I play on PlayStation are like brown and murdery. You know, it's <laughs> there's like, a lot of murder on PlayStation. It's like I'm going to stab you with this rusty dagger in this like brown alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of every game I play on, on PlayStation. Um, yeah, but you're kind of... You're not even really a like a PlayStation game. You're definitely no. more a PC gamer. Yeah. And you have been for quite a while now. Yeah, I like say, so. my console is... is I play I play the PlayStation when I have a PlayStation exclusive mm. on hand, like uh, Uncharted. Um, Whereas me, I'm a more of a Renaissance man. I have a PC and a 
That's right. A PlayStation and a Switch. You're more open-minded. I am a lot more, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm up for a bit of swinging. <laughs> he likes to play. He likes to sow his wild oats. <laughs> Let's just say there's a lot of porridge available in my house. <laughs> Video game porridge. Oh, oh, you, you know what tipped me? Because there are a lot of games that I wanted to play on the PS4. Yeah. But you know what ended up <clears throat> tipping me over the edge, other than finding like a really cheap one out there? Mm. I really wanted to play Everybody's Golf. Yeah. <laughs> you have a fondness for that series. I do, I yeah. do. And I, uh, you know what? I've played that game a lot mm. on the PS4, but I've still only unlocked like two or three courses. Huh. Like, it's, it takes so long to unlock new things in that game. Was the PS3 version a bit more uh, open in that regard? Yeah, um, I mean, I f- what you got to remember is I love those games. Will you play- but I always fall off them eventually. Like, I'll play them for fun. I don't play them to finish them. Mm. But there'll be a point where it just becomes so frustrating that I just, I just quit. The closest one I ever got to finishing... Mm. Was uh, the Everybody's Golf for PSP? Ah, I got okay. quite close to finishing that one, and then I just, you know, when you're just so close to the end, you get frustrated, mm. and then oh, I'm just going to put this down for a week, and then it was like a month, and then I picked it up and couldn't play it anymore, and I just, I just let it go. Sometimes you have to let games go like yep. that. Yeah, you know, I have, a, I have a lot of like regrets like that, or like guilt about games I've, you know, put to one side when I've gotten really close to finishing them. Gaming guilt. Yeah, like Fantasy Star definitely is probably top of my list there because I spent way too long playing that game. You got, you could go back and finish it, couldn't you? I could. I mean, it's just it's a very dull thing. Yeah, it is. Know? That's not. I right. think the further back you go in time, uh, especially when you're in the eight bit era or, or earlier, it's very difficult. I mean, the games were not user friendly. They weren't. They didn't care about your um, quality of life. You know, like if you're if you have to bash your head against this stupid dungeon like for ten hours, then like so be it with the attitude. Um, yeah, you, sh- you should just get good. But yeah. we don't have that kind of time. No, I didn't even have that kind of time back then. That's why I didn't like RPGs. <laughs> I'll tell you, what I think what really killed me on that game was this thing. I think that was a selling feature at the time. Was and you, you have you played Fantasy Star? Have you Look, seen it? I've seen it. I've I've read about it. I've watched a bit of it. I think I may yeah. have played a bit of it. I think I may have showed day. you. It, yeah, maybe. But yeah. look, like Fantasy Star is what it is. It is a product of its time. Yeah. But it is a. It's very primitive. It RPG. is like it's kind yeah. of while JRPGs were still figuring themselves out. Yeah, yeah. They hadn't come like a lot of the stuff that is now sort of like expected in the genre. It wasn't yeah. really there. The one thing that really turned me off was the, um, and this is, it, it is a very notable feature of Fantasy Star, is the 3D dungeons. Mm. So generally speaking, when you're exploring the world, it's your typical sort of three quarters top top-down-y perspective. Mm. Um, but when you go into a dungeon, it becomes like a pseudo 3D game. Uh, it's like a wireframe or like a a very, not a wireframe, but very basic 3D dungeon. And and you press forward on the D-pad and you you take like, you move like one square forward Hmm. and you have to like turn left and turn right and the camera actually turns. It's like a first person game, but it's really clunky and slow and the dungeons all look exactly the same. Like all the walls, the texture on the walls is the exact, it's featureless. Yeah. So it is, a labyrinth and you need a map yeah um to get through them um what i was doing because i was this is again i'm self-inflicted i have no one to blame but myself i wasn't looking at guides unless i needed to Ooh. so i would draw my own maps like a D nerd so 
as I was going through the dungeon. Is this the, the most recent iteration that you played this? Or Fantasy Star? Yeah. No, this well, like, a, no, no, no. I mean, like, was this the last no, time this you was, played this it? Was this was like the original 2000, time? This would have been 2014, 2015. Okay, yeah. When okay. I was playing it. Right. Um, That's what I meant. Like, was yeah. it you as a kid or you as an adult who was doing no, this? No, I didn't really. I think when I, I actually rented the game when I was a kid. Yeah. And it confused me, and I just didn't get very far in it. No. And I put it away. It is a very confusing game. Uh, I just think I just wandered around the open world, like, confused as to where to go, mm. um, and it just entered, got into a whole bunch of random fights. Um, yeah. So, anyway, that, that 3D dungeon thing really turned me off, because I would have probably continued slogging through it. But there but, are, but all the, walls look the same, yeah, all it's, walls. It's quite awful. Like, if you want it, like, YouTube will probably give you a very good, you know... 10 seconds of a YouTube video of the Fantasy Star Dungeon, you'll get what I'm what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's really quite bad because of the fact that all the walls look the same. It's just, you get lost, you know? And it's not fun. Like, I suppose it would have been fun back in, like, 87 or whatever it was when that game came out. 86, maybe. Um, yeah, I but mean... these days, it's like, Yeah, when you damn, have time, yeah. You know? Like, Skyrim, it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> um, no surprises there, but like it's it's very hard to go back sometimes to the um, the old school games. Depending on, yeah, like some of the choices from those games do, don't hold up, and others no. do, and it's very sort of hit and miss sometimes. It's hard to tell until you chuck that thing into your uh, into your console whether it's actually going to be any fun. Um, it's do, very do you have any, true. Like, do you have any sort of thoughts on that issue of like? Be able to figure out whether a game has aged well before you even touch it, you know? Um. Look, yes, but because I kind of study a lot of retro games yeah. and, you know, like, I don't just play retro games. I read up on retro games. I listen to retro gaming podcasts and, you mm. know, like, I often go into deep, dark, you know, kind of Wikipedia rabbit holes about, oh, this game's related to this game. Like, how I know about the timeline for the Adventure Island slash Wonderboy series. Yes, which I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> As we discovered in an ill-fated quiz. <laughs> The quiz that I knew the answers. You should have written that quiz. And you didn't. And you were asking me the questions. Yeah, you should have wrote that quiz for me. (laughs) Look, Uh, yeah, like I can't, but I can, I also, there is no accounting for taste either. You know, like mm. there are some games which you really like from that era and I just think are absolute bollocks, basically. And there are some games that I, I will, you know... Uh, I will just play and I like, mm. but there's no good reason for liking. Like yeah. I just, for whatever reason, I, it just tickles me. It just tickles me in a funny <laughs> way. And I know it's a bad game and I know it's not good. Like, uh, like there are actually quite a few games like that. I was playing Cap, uh, the Cap Attack the other day. Oh, wow. There's this stupid Mega Drive game where you like throw your head. It's just like, it's a very mediocre platform Okay, by Sega. That sounds like Dynamite Heady. Yeah. And it was, it's just not great but i just i got like five levels of six worlds in or something something ridiculous like that and i just kind of went ah, just no what am i doing mm. what i mean kid chameleon's another one like a lot of people like kid chameleon mm. a lot of people like think it's just like the most mediocre game ever i'm on that weird tether of saying it is a really mediocre platformer for the mega drive yeah but i also really like playing it and got really far in it <laughs> It's better than I thought it would be. Yeah. Like, because I, I always judge that game by its cover. Yeah, which is a cool 90s, yeah. 10-year-old... It looks like Poochie, but not mm. a dog. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was just like, this looks like it's trying to appeal to me in a way that I'm not I'm not down with. Um, so, what I when I was uh, talking about the DS, <clears throat> um, the reason I wanted to bring it up is because I saw something on... Um, 
what's it on uh, Gumtree, not Gumtree, uh, Facebook buy, swap and sell. I'm a member of that and I was idly flicking through it last Saturday afternoon when Maria was having a rest and May was watching, I say watching, looking at funny colours on television. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I was lying on the couch and all of a sudden this listing pops up that said a bunch of uh, Nintendo DS games free. Whoa. A whole bunch of them, like a, a, a what you would call a stack. <laughs> I looked at these and I went, wow, there's some pretty good games in there, but is it free or is it one of those ask me for prices? And it just said free, free. That's all it said. And I mm. went, I shall take you up on that offer. It was quite close. I went around there and she said, you're quick. And I went, oh, yes, I am quick. <laughs> <laughs> so here are the games that I got. And they're all boxed, all complete with manuals. What? Why? Wait. All right. I'll ask you afterwards. Okay. Yep. So new Super Mario Brothers. Already talked about that great game. Mm-hmm. We could even do that as a featured game. I think we ought to. Yeah. Uh, the Sims 2 Pets. Meh. Not my kind of thing. Over the Hedge. Some sort of DreamWorks the animated game. Game. Animated yeah. game. Yeah. Meh. Sonic Rush. Meh. Not too bad. Okay. Played a bit of that. Halfway decent. Yeah. yeah. Tetris DS. One of the best Tetris games. It is Tetris, but with a whole bunch of different modes and Mario characters. Oh, Mario nice. and uh, Nintendo Music added in. Oh, cool. So it's it, there's some really cool modes in there. It's like great. Samus mode and Mario mode. It's some really fun stuff in there. Um, so that's a great game. Mario Kart DS. Good game. Mm-hmm. I think I only had the Japanese version before, I want to say. Not that it matters to me, but... Hmm. Uh, Animal Crossing oh, Wild nice. World. Oh, man. that's I got feels for that game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Worms 2 Open Warfare. Oh, wow. It's a Worms game on the deal. There were two. I think I have both Open Warfare games. Um, I hope it's like stylus driven for the aiming and shit like that. Uh, Maybe that would be bad, actually. Yeah, no, I don't think it was. Uh, Look, I played it. I have both those games Mm. because I love Worms. Mm. But they're not particularly good games. Mm. But I kind of want to play against someone to give it the full measure. Sure. I think. Um, Star Fox Command. These are like not. These are like not obscure. These are like yeah. These are like sort games. of like top. Mm. Like what do you call it? Like um, what's the expression? You know, like premium games. Yeah. You know, um, the next one isn't. It's Monopoly, <laughs> Boggle, Yahtzee, and Battleship. Hey, if you if you're going to tell me that Boggle is not premium, then we're going to have to fight, <laughs> and I will lose that. I fight. don't think I've ever played Boggle. You That's haven't played Boggle. I might not have. It's the classic gift that you, you give a child when you don't know what to give them. All right. Oh, um, well, like a word game or something. Yeah, it's like, here's Boggle. Go nuts. Um, it's all right. It's, yeah. it's fine. It's like Scrabble, but sort of word searchy. Uh, Ultimate Mortal Kombat, which as far as I can tell is Mortal Kombat 3. Okay. Um, but the best thing about that game is MK Puzzle Combat included. <laughs> Nice. Which is a puzzle game like, uh, kind of like Pure Pure or something. No along, way. They made like a, yeah. a Mortal Kombat. How yeah. would that even work? Oh, it's actually, actually, it's not like, is it just it's like- kind of more like Super Puzzle Fighter more than, uh. more than uh, Pure Pure, but it, it's, it's not bad, actually. That was like the best part of the game. And uh, there was also the Retro Atari. I know that would appeal to you. Game. Look yeah. at that, look at that box I art sh- as well. Yeah. I actually already had this game. Oh, Okay. Um, of course you do. <laughs> yeah, of course I did. I, I just came across it <clears throat> randomly. But yeah, it's, I actually talked about it a couple of podcasts ago. But mm. there are 12 overwhelming majority decent DS games. And they're boxed. All boxed with Most manuals any- complete or work. What? Okay. Now my que- the burning question yep. that I had for you. Uh-huh. 
burning. Do you did you get any sense from this person as to why they were giving them away for free rather than even charging like a nominal fee? I th- uh, yes, um, I did. I went round to their, this person's house, mm. and um, there were already two, possibly three boys, mm. like young kind of toddler, age between two and six, mm. all like playing and screaming and fighting at the door mm. when she came to answer it. I think she just wanted the space. Yeah, she just wanted them gone. <laughs> you know, obviously this person or her partner or mm. whatever mm. was you know into these a while ago. Oh, maybe and maybe it's just the boyfriend. Just, like it could have been her for boyfriend slash husband, like just wanted to get rid of him, effing mm. off, because yeah. like you know if if you've got crap in your house from your ex, mm. you want to get rid of it. I don't know. I have no idea if their exes are like you know. I, I, don't, I don't want to speculate. I, but, that, I, but I do want to speculate. Well, I don't because I got a whole bunch of games <laughs> for free, which I thought was very nice. It is nice, but it, it makes you, it just makes you wonder, doesn't it? Yeah. I didn't wonder to. I, this is one of those. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Oh, totally. I, I got a whole bunch of good games. I would not. I would, I would not turn up to her and be like, "Hey, you know, you could get like I would give you twenty dollars right now." Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. here's the thing. Like, here's the thing. I did get a couple of doubles in here. Mm. Like as I said, and I suppose I could go around and flip them, but I'm not going to. Mm. Like, if if someone wants some of those games, I might. I would happily pass them along to someone else as well. Mm. Well, I mean, that's man. Yeah. So, like, if you had a, if you had like a DS, and DSs are getting pretty cheap, especially in Japan. Like, huh. they they sold so many of those things that they are pretty readily available now. I want to say. Okay. I got one from. I actually got a boxed one from my uh, after my. My mother-in-law passed away. Um, she had a DS and she played the brain training games and oh, some yeah. crossword and Sudoku puzzles and stuff on there. Sure. A, a rhythm game as well, I think, actually. And those... Uh, and I was like, oh, wow. Like, she kept the box. She kept everything. Mm. And, like, I bought it home and I thought, this is great. You know, box DS I can display. I turned it on. Pardon me. And the... Uh, the bottom screen had yellowed. Oh, no. Which I'd never seen. Like, it's playable. Hmm. But I had honestly never seen a yellowed screen in a DS before. And I don't think it's any of the settings as far as I know. Weird. It could be, but I haven't figured it out if it is. So, huh. yeah, just one of those weird things. What happened there? So, what's your favorite DS game? Oh, man. Look, you can probably tell already. It's a probably a toss-up between... Okay. Well, yeah, that's a joke answer. All right. Um, probably toss-up between New Super Mario Brothers. And and the Animal Crossing, yeah. Um, a lot of people had a lot of good experiences for, on that version of Animal Crossing. It's I think because it was portable. I think it really is very well suited to a, a handheld because you can take it with you. You can open it up and you know do your chores or whatever. You know, go collect your fruit. It's, or whatever a, it's, you need it's, to it's do. a public transport game. That one, yeah. It's, it's pretty idle. I for took the it. Most part. I took it on the plane though, which mm. was silly of me because once you've done everything. In that game, like it is, it is a day, it is, it has a very definite like day night cycle. And once you've done all the crap for that 24 hour period, that's it. And you basically have to turn it off and wait for tomorrow. Yeah. So it wasn't oh, actually that oh. good for a long no, play, right? No, no. So I ended up just playing a shitload of Super Mario Brothers on that, on new Super Mario on that, on that, uh, that plane. That was when I was traveling to America a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the DS came in very handy for those long, long flights across the Pacific. Oh, I bet it would have. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, really, really love Animal Crossing. I think, I think I probably would rate that higher. And honestly, I prob- I think everyone the first Animal Crossing experience, they'll probably just be like, "Oh, that was great," and they'll think that that was the best one. You know, so yeah. 
Um, for me, it was it was the DS one. I, I'll never forget one of the characters came up to me and called and said he wanted to call me Arbeen. Was it was like a little dog or something, you know, like some little cute animal comes up to me and says, "Hey, I've thought of this, I've thought of this cool nickname for you. Is it okay if I call you my new nickname?" And yes or no, kind of. Thing. You're like, yeah. It's like, all right, yes. And he's like, okay. The name I came up with you, the name that I came up for you is, and then it probably randomly generates something. Yeah, yeah. Because I put my name in as Rob. And of course, it, was like, it would be R. It was like R hyphen Bean, like B E A N. That suits you. And I That's was a like, good name. I was like, can I call you that? And I was like. Yes. And then what was funny is that he started calling me that. And then yeah. the other animals in the town sort of like started to pick it up. And then before I knew it, like everyone was calling me Arbeen. It's the Arbeen. And then I told Nathan and who I was living with at the time about it and his brother. And they started calling me Arbeen too. And I kind of want to call you Arbeen now. They still occasionally call me Arbeen. <laughs> so <laughs> I love that game for that reason. Um, it's, I don't know, the, the DS was just such a, like, because it had GBA Backwards um, compatibility. Yeah, backwards yeah. compatibility. Although, like, it had a great screen for that as well. Mm. Like, like, fully, like, luminetic screen. Mm. It was so... I don't know. It was just such a great... Because I had a whole... I got this when I was in Japan. Mm. Mm. And I had a whole bunch of um, GBA games. Because mm. I, you know, my mate and I had a GBA each. And we even had, like... They had a wireless thing for golf even i want to say like oh, wow. we got for that and like got with a free with a golf game so we were pretty heavily into the the gba and then that means that we could still play our old gba games yeah. as well and there were some great gba games i think i'm not i'm not sure i want to call the the, the gba Is that the sp fi- my favorite console of all time but boy is it up there favorite handheld so up there yeah, it is my favorite handheld. It is definitely my favorite handheld. Mm. But and possible contender for favorite console. Possibly. Mm. Because, I don't know, they were just... Because it's basically like a portable Super Nintendo. It had a great library. It had a fantastic library. Yeah. The only thing it didn't have was its own original Super Mario Brothers game. Yeah. Which yeah. bugged me, but... You know... It's like a big oversight for Nintendo not to... Yeah, it was... I guess so, but, you know, they, they did have some, some Wario Land games, and they did have a lot of... They they did have a lot of reiterations of the original series of Mario Brothers. What's the timeline for that coming out versus the PSP? Did that come out like roughly the same time? Uh, GBA, GBA. Uh, no, much earlier. So GBA was okay. two thousand. So the PSP was meant to be like the GBA killer. No, no. So well, or the D- when did the DS? I want to I want to get this clear because I don't think DS came out after PSP was out. No, really? Okay. So Actually, I don't know. Mm. Damn it! I, I was so sure about this. Mm. All right, now I'm gonna I'm gonna Google Google mush Google right, while, you, while you're googling, uh-huh. I'll um I'll keep talking about PSP because I got a PSP on launch. Yeah, so you would know you will in theory. In yeah, I mean, I, I literally just walked down to the local uh, shop, which was open 24 hours a day, like the mm. local video store that had all of these games. It's also where I bought it, like a secondhand Sega Saturn. Mm. And I got this thing for, you know, on the launch day. And I remember I got my friend, Elchan, mm. a DS on launch day as well. Ah, he okay. was he fell asleep. I didn't. And I just walked down and got him a brand new DS. Nice. You're a good friend. To some people. To some people. Yeah, not to you. <laughs> so PSP launch date was 2004. On the launch day of getting kicked in the nuts, you kicked me right in the nuts. <laughs> so thanks for that. December 2004. Okay. Okay, so Nintendo DS launch date. Original launch date is 
21st wow. of November 2004. Oh no shit. So but these are these are American launch dates. Okay. So God knows if they're Yeah, Japan will be Yeah, we we're in Japan so a year I don't earlier. know. Probably a year. I don't know. Back then I think the gap for Japan versus the rest of the world was much bigger than it is now. It certainly was back in the, like mm. the 90s. It, yeah, it was like it was like you'd have to wait ages to get your shit. Um, they don't. They'd already be playing PlayStations over there. You're you're still playing Euro. Yeah. So they, they, the the DS yeah. wasn't meant to be a direct competitor to the GBA, but it was meant to com- was meant to be a competitor mm. to the um, to the DS, mm. the DS and the PSP, not the GBA. Yeah, the GBA was kind of already on the way out because it felt. I mean, it's. I felt pretty dated by that time, but. It was the only thing. It was only. It was the only option out there, really. For there handhelds. weren't a lot of good handhelds. I mean, a lot of mm. people tried to do handhelds, like Tiger. I think released Game.com or something like that. Man, was mm. that Tiger? Uh, Nokia had the N-Gage. Oh yes, it did. <laughs> uh, which was around two thousand and three. I want to say two thousand and four. What a great system! <laughs> Maybe it was even two thousand and five. <laughs> Calling it a system even weirds me out. Yeah. I still I have a lot of that. What games. a bad phone! Yeah, that was the main <laughs> issue with that thing. That was what weirded me out was when, like, the fact that you had to hold it in a weird way. At least the original iteration of it to be able to use it as a phone. Like, you couldn't no. even just use it like a phone. But you got to understand that by that stage, like yeah. by the mid two thousands, nobody was talking to anyone anymore. Everyone no. was SMSing. Yes, that's true. Like, so there wasn't, there was, wasn't a whole lot of talk. This was going like the on. the first wave of. Mobile phone madness mm. was the uh, the SMS explosion that took place. Um, yeah, people have been complaining about youths and their phones for longer than you might think. So the N-Gage was released in... Uh, Look at that beautiful monstrosity. Yeah, the, the Taco, the original Taco was 7th of October 2003. Okay, so yeah. Okay, so, so what's happening is you've got your GBA out there. Yep. Doing doing fine because it has zero competitors. Yeah, basically, um, well, zero competitors of any stature. Yeah, exactly. And then the NK, then Nokia says we mm. can take this thing down. We've got a this is on paper a much better a much better handheld. Um, like it it does graphics better than a GBA, but does it do every does it do everything else better than a GBA? It's yeah, um, though, it's such a weird system for Nokia. I then, mean, we've gone into that. The aspect ratio alone was weird enough. Yes, but like, was yeah. it was it long? Was it taller than it was wide? You know, you know how a lot of things are four by three. This yeah. is three by four. Uh, yeah, I so say. It's, it's like skinny and white and yeah, tall. Yeah. yeah, basically like me. <laughs> skinny and lanky and wiry with a yeah. bad attitude, and you have to hold it weird if you want to call someone on it, just <laughs> like me. All right, shall we take a break? I, I think, think we should take a break. I think we So, Astro Boy, mm-hmm. Atom or Atom Boy or Astro Boy, we know him as Astro Boy. Oh, do we? He's um he's pretty famous for a few things. Number one, being a robot. Mm-hmm. Number two, wacky hair hairdo. 
good speedos too. I yeah, yeah no, very nice pair of speedos. Yeah, and uh, flying. You know, yeah. you know, jetpacks in the uh, in the boots. I think that's a very I want to say notable feature of Astro Boy. Very notable indeed. Mm. You and I played the um, Konami Famicom game of Atom Boy. Mm-hmm. We did. We did indeed. We we gave it a go. We gave, we did the other day. Rob came round, and we actually played some games, and it had nothing to do with the podcast except the fact we're talking about it now, which which wasn't the point. We just wanted to play some some games. Mm-hmm. So we played some Famicom games, yeah. uh, of which I have about 150, 40, 50, I don't know, a lot. It's probably my favourite thing to do with you, apart from like this, obviously, yeah. is is play like, just play like Super Famicom or Famicom games that I've never seen before, Yeah, you know, and just have that first time experience. Because you know? I'm yeah. one of those people who can actually just bring out a brick. Mm. And a lot of them are bad, but some of them are good. And some <laughs> of them are surprising and bad, and some of them are, some are surprising and good. Mm. Most are bad though let's let's not beat around the bush um but when you see the names platformer Mm. and atom boy and konami you think bloody score this has got to be something half decent Mm -hmm. and to be fair for the first part of the game and i mean the first two minutes you think it is something decent you go around you're beating mofos Mm-hmm. Uh, they drop coins. You grab the coins. Doctor Elephant's there. Yeah, it looks parking up a storm. He looks exactly like you'd want two D Doctor Elephant to look. Like, yep, you know, perfect. Really. Uh, yeah, Elephant, Elephant, whatever. Same thing. I call Big him. Nose. I call him Elephant. It probably is Elephant. I, my brain is. You know how long it's been since I've watched Astro Boy? Mm. Three decades. But I want to say Elephant is probably just like French for Elephant anyway, or something. Probably. Those French, <laughs> they're so crazy with the croissants. Uh, so we got as far as a giant wall, which we couldn't get over. That's right. We, were we beat up by all of these guys. And then we just, there's like, okay, so Astro Boy's meant to fly. So fly. Mm-hmm. F- fly, please. We tried every button combination we could think of. Yeah. Nothing worked. Nothing we could figure out, as you say, worked. Yes. So we watched YouTube. <laughs> yes. And then this guy just kind of, like, does everything that we did mm-hmm. and then just takes off. Mm-hmm. He just, like, kind of goes hop, stick, jump, and then... Off he goes. Off he goes with his with his rocket boots. Yeah. And we were just like, how? How? In- <laughs> what? How did he fucking what? Is, is, my, is my cart buggy? Is there yeah. a problem with it? Does it have something? Because there's a little phone there that's... Yes. That, like, kind of rings. Is that something you have to do? You're like, you have to beat a, a bunch of guys and then... Have enough coins to get the phone to give it to ring. You have to ring the Nintendo hotline and go, turn on my Astro Boots, please. Yeah. Oh, God. It was more frustrating watching someone else do it. Yeah. It was annoying because he he did it with such relative ease. Yeah. And we were both just like, why? Wait. Hey, how did you do that? <laughs> Stop. Wait, wait. Come back. Astro Boot. What are you doing? Stop. It's, it's quite funny to be defeated by a wall. It was almost like some sort of like ancient Babylon thing. Like, oh, they've got a big wall. I guess we have to go home. <laughs> We have. What can we do about a wall? Nothing. Well, obviously, you know, and and when Astro Boy dies, or, yeah. or Atom Boy, <clears throat> um, he 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 dies. Like he gets disassembled, mm. and then Elephant comes in and like reassembles him quickly. Yes. This only happens three times, and then Astro Boy's just dead. He's like a, a memorial statue of him. Mm. I do like that sort of like in-game explanation for how you come back. I love when games do that yeah, when they have yeah. like some sort of like explanation for why you come back from the dead over and over again. Mm. Like in uh, Shadow of Mordor, it's because you're a, you're like an undead and you've got this wraith that's like haunting your body and stuff like that. So you can't die. 
but in this game, it's like Dr. Oliphant just comes back comes out and just sort of like glues you back together or whatever. <laughs> and then at one stage, obviously, he just gets sick of it. Yeah, he just goes, no, bugger that, mate. That's right. Doc, the, your, the, the number of lives you have is, is like equivalent to how much Dr. Oliphant gives a fuck. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll build a new one. <laughs> God, this guy sucks. Doesn't he have like a big brother called Atlas who's like half the size yes. of the planet or something? Yes. I, I, and then there's Astro Boy who's like, Okay. I don't think Atlas was half the size of a planet, but he was certainly a badass, and he was, he was, he was a much bigger. He I seemed that. yes, I think he was like he wasn't really a boy; he was like an, like a teenager or like an adult in his size. Mm. Um, I remember very much like the angst of that show, I, like the conflict between him and his brother. Did- As a young child watching that show, really got to me. It's one of my memories of that show. Was like wow. I was like, oh, like he has to fight his brother and he doesn't want to, but he has to. Ugh, like that. Mm. That sort of got to me. That's you know. very a Japanese mentality, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. It spoke to six-year-old Rob. <laughs> it gave me the feels, AC, as the millennials say. I can't, I can't remember much about that show, mm. I've got to say, at this point. I, the other thing I remember? The butt gun. Oh, yeah, I remember the butt gun. I think everyone remembers the butt gun. <laughs> when, once you've seen it, you, you will not forget it. It's, it's, it's pretty... <laughs> It's a very memorable weapon. I hope everyone listening has seen this. Yeah. So, Atom Boy, Astro Boy. Uh, yeah, just look it up. I don't I don't feel like explaining it right now. No, I, I'm probably the Fuck worst you. person to explain that anime to people. Uh, and it is an anime too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other game we played, and Rob loved this. I did. So, I pulled out a game which is quite rare in the West mm-hmm. and not so common in Japan, but, you know, common enough that it's still I still managed to find a copy. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, Chicky Chicky Machine, which is uh, in the West, Wacky Races by Atlas. That's now, right. When I, when I say Wacky Races by Hanna-Barbera, what kind of game do you think this would be? Well, yeah. My, my, the, the first thought I had mm-hmm. would be like a racing game, A racing right? game, yeah. With, with all, all, your, the- all your favorite characters, all, yep. all of the wacky cars mm-hmm. from the show. Mm-hmm. The wacky races, if you will. There are a lot of them. Um, like Penelope Pit Stop and... The one where they're lumberjacks and the one where it's a haunted house and all that sort of shit. Yeah, um, the caveman one. and Yeah, that thing. Yeah. Uh, it's not that at all. No. It is a platformer where you are muttly. It's, which is probably the best <laughs> it is thing the, I could hope for, really. It is really. And you know what? It's not a bad game. In fact, mm. I, I think we should review this game at one stage. I but I kind of want to go on record as saying it's a good game. <laughs> Or at the very least, it's a fun game. I would have been happy with this, even if it was bad. Yeah. Just knowing that someone created a Muttley centric like <laughs> platformer, <laughs> like the only character you can play as is Muttley. It's so good. It's it's perfect, really. It really is because Muttley is the best does, character. He does snicker a lot, and he doesn't mm. talk much. Mm. So the Japanese version is fine. If He's an evil dog. No Japanese. <laughs> you know? The great thing about this game is that if you get a game over, Muttley laughs. Yeah. And then Dick Dastardly just punches him like yeah. on the face. Yeah. It's very good. <laughs> so your your punishment for losing is getting beaten by your owner. Yeah. He's, so it is <laughs> it is an Atlas game. Atlas yeah. who are famous for uh low print runs mm-hmm. on pretty much every system ever. Yeah. Uh you know, except in Japan. But it, I don't know, there's just something about this game that is actually quite Did this I'm going to put it out there. Did this game come out like several years after the the, the, the demise of the um of the of the Famicom? Uh, let, it's towards- was, the, was the Super Famicom already out when this game came out? Technically, in Japan, yes. Because that would be that would be like you know on brand for Atlas. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it was a little <coughs> late in the life. It wasn't at the very end. Let mm. me put it that much. At least in Japan, it was 1991. I have no idea when that was in the West, but 
I know it was a low print run regardless. Yeah. You were saying this game actually retails, well, not retails, but, you know, you can, if you want to buy it in the West, it's, it's, it's not yeah, going cheap. Yeah, the original cheap. NES version is very expensive now, I want to say. It's for those crazy people who want to, like, get the complete NES. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it's a good game as well. I mean, just emulate it. I'm just going to throw that out there. So, uh, wacky. Oh, God. I just tried to drink my Corona. <laughs> and the lemon went right in my mouth, which, if you ever had that happen to you, is deeply unpleasant. So I had to just, I had to, I had to like get that off my chest. You were meant to be covering for me while I'm looking this no, up on, on eBay. Instead, I'm choking on lemons. I Wacky, mean, <laughs> Doctor Lemon is getting his revenge on me. Doctor, Doctor Lemon's revenge—that's the name of episode seven. You're right. Oh, got it. I'll promptly forget. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Wacky races, uh, three hundred dollars or best offer. Wow. Yeah, $700 in the box. What the hell? Uh, the Famicom version is $60. So, yeah, it's not it's not a cheap game anymore. Mm. But uh, That's crazy. It's, pre- it's pretty... Look, it's, pretty it's, a, it's, a, it's a muttly game. It's a good game. It's a good, I mean, it's not the best platformer, but it's decent enough where it's fun. Yeah. Uh, he has a bunch of different special abilities mm-hmm. as well, which is... Um, like uh, he can bark, and then if if when you collect bones, it unlocks new things when you press select. So it's it's a fun game. You and I had a bit of fun playing that. The best thing about that game, though, apart from the the uh, game over screen, is that when when uh, you don't touch the controller for a while, his idle animation is to snicker. Yeah, which is that, that is probably one of the best things. Yeah. The, the idle animation because uh, Mutley's snicker is like. It's just so iconic, really, isn't it? it is. This is like I don't want to sound like a massive Hanna Barbera fan because I'm actually really not. I, I kind of dislike Hanna Barbera like a lot. I don't know you. So I never really watched <clears throat> Wacky Races yeah. a lot, but you you're into it. I was into it in a weird way. So I was into it as a kid, were like you, non-ironically. Were you into Penelope Pitstop? I think Rob? I was AC. Yeah, I think was she your first cartoon she, crush? She's my kind of girl, you know, like a complete idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, she's. I think. Look, yeah, she's pretty or whatnot as a, a drawing. You know, I think we all fall in love with drawings at some point in our life, don't we? <laughs> um, but I think. It was, I think what I liked it as a kid was this sort of like I don't know what's going to happen thing, like that that aspect of the show where it's like who's going to win and you don't know and you can kind of like you know sort of hedge your bets or whatever. Um, I like. I liked that aspect of the show. It was appealing to me, like oh, who's going to win today? And then you watch and you find out. The other thing that made me like the show a lot is that later on as an adult as a grown adult i would watch this show on cartoon network late at night and i definitely wasn't smoking marijuana when i watched it and it was a lot of fun um <laughs> it's an odd detail to put in there yeah but I don't, don't, don't worry that. don't worry though because i definitely don't do drugs so don't worry about that he's the guy who invented not doing drugs yeah. in fact yeah you know that whole like say no to drugs that was my idea that was you before me everyone said yes to drugs the fools <laughs> Before I got out there and taught them the way. Oh, God, Rob, no. This episode is going to come back to haunt you if nothing else. Well, no, I've said nothing. I've said nothing incriminating. No, that is very true. So it, we have... Um, like we, <coughs> <coughs> we did play some other Famicom games, less memorable, I want to say. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, just kind of funny ones that I just kind of pulled out. Some shooters, you know, some vertical shooters, horizontal shooters. So I think we played a Capcom... Higemura game where, where you're on a pirate ship mm. and then you were trying to do something but I couldn't trigger the next event so we just kind of gave up <laughs> yeah that was a bit annoying so what have you been up to what have you been playing doing oh, seeing swimming I'm trying to think I sort of haven't been swimming I, ha- I, I, I a few weeks ago I was swimming a lot but now my daughter's 
That's right. That happened, hasn't it? Let's what? talk about that. What happened? I don't think I talked about my daughter's hospitalization last episode, did I? That happened in the interim, didn't it? Yes, it did. All right. Let's talk about that then. Um, she is okay. Yeah, she's fine now. That's don't worry. Good. Don't worry. I, th- I told you about this. You did tell me, yes. Um, but I didn't tell our lovely listeners, who I'm sure are waiting on the edge of their seats with bated breath to hear about this story. Um, yeah, my daughter went to hospital again. <laughs> <laughs> what happened was uh, my wife picked her up. Well, ex-wife. I don't know. I don't, she's techni- We're still technically still married, so she is my wife. Um, picked up the kid from daycare um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, she was running around in bare feet, and, and Meg noticed that she had a very swollen-looking big toe mm. on her right foot. Uh, childcare denied any knowledge of what happened. Of course, course they did. Um, Culpable. Uh, and then the next day, it was Saturday, and it seemed to swell up even more mm. and become sort of discoloured. Um, Meg became pretty worried. And so on on the Sunday, we took her to the medical centre, uh, which is like a walk, the walk-in clinic. Yeah. If, if you're a Canberran, you'll know that there's this walk-in clinic in Gungahlin, which is great uh, because it costs you absolutely nothing. And, the, and there's, there was no queue. We got seen very quickly. It was great, actually. Makes me wonder why anyone goes to the GP at all. Mm. Um, anyway, they had a look at, at her foot and they, they said there was an infected um, sort of the edge of her toe. Yeah. Like the, you know, the um, where the nail joins with the, the, the flesh of the toe. Like yeah. That sort of like cuticle sort yep. of part. cuticle. Yeah. Had got um, infected. Ooh, nasty. And um, they were initially just going to drain it, give her antibiotics and send her home. Mm. But... The nurse noticed that it was actually under the nail bed. And so she called the hospital to get a second opinion. Mm. And they said, take her in. And what they need to do is actually take the nail off. Yep. And then drain it. Oh, good. Clean it all out. This is what we want to hear. And then dose her up with antibiotics. And I'm assuming that they gave her a general anesthetic for this. Oh, yes. They knocked her the hell out. Oh, yeah. No, you couldn't keep her. You can keep her like an almost three-year-old sitting still at the best of times. No. Let alone when you're like... Shit, if someone's going to do that to me, I'd want to be under general anesthetic. Totally. Yeah, so that was... Uh, they knocked the poor thing. And she didn't... Yeah, she didn't deal with it very well. And, and Meg didn't deal with it very well. No. Um, in you fact, none of us neither. did. No, it was a miserable time. The, the worst thing was that after all of that, they had to keep her in hospital overnight, Ooh, which, which is fine. Throbs, you know. yeah. And, and they gave her IV antibiotics, which she hated because she had this cannula in her arm. Oh, and she couldn't take it out. She wanted to take it out. Yeah. And she hate and just upset her. Yeah. And they and what they did, which I think they probably do for a lot of little kids, mm. is they kind of put her arm in like a splint almost to keep her from like f- like effing with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um why am I why yeah. am I censoring myself? Anyway, um so she had this sort of like like bound up arm. Like uh and anyway, so she just hated the down down thing and she was getting sick of being in hospital. Luckily, the Canberra Hospital has a pretty good children's wing with like a lot of little play areas and things scattered around. So I am familiar with those because so we like, take Marie, uh, May there quite a lot. Yeah. Actually, yeah. So for like 24 hours, the kid can be kept entertained. Mm. Uh, the next day, I think Meg stayed the night there. Mm. I went home and slept um, and arrived very early the next day. And, and Meg told me that they had a look at the toe mm-hmm. and there was still... Signs of infection. Ooh. Like, um, yeah, I'm not going to go into details, but they decided they needed to keep her for another day. Oh, this, is when, this is when I became very upset because I don't like being in hospitals. And no one, no one really does, but... No, you I, and me both. I have this, like, intense dislike of being stuck somewhere. Mm. Um, 
And yeah, it's probably universal, really. I volunteered to stay the night that night, which I think was the right thing to do. Yeah. But I immediately regretted it. When the word, you know, when the words come out of your mouth, and yeah. you're like, no, why did I say that? It's the right thing to do, even though you don't want to do it. Yeah. I so I, I I sucked it up and I stayed the night for a second night. And by this time, like the kid is like really sick of being in the hospital, and she doesn't know why she's still. I think for 24 hours, she's like, this is a fun sort of. You know, it's a bit different. Mm. Um, and she enjoyed, like, exploring and stuff like that. But towards the end of it, she was like, come on, let's so go. So they, they did take the the thing out of her arm? Yeah. So eventually, the, yeah. So it was the... Uh, after the second night of being in hospital, mm-hmm. they had a look and the foot looked... The toe looked good. Um, they took the cannula out of her arm. And she was thrashing. That was the worst part. She was thrashing around and fighting them when they were trying mm. to take it out. And she, through her thrashing around, she actually... It actually came out. Oh, wow. Okay. And then you could see the long going into the vein. Oh, like, so yeah, that was so not much. what they want to do for the no, kid. But she, my daughter is is very strong-willed. <laughs> um, very assertive. Um, so she got that damn thing out. Yeah. And uh, she's happy with that. Anyways, so now she's got this bloody, yeah, literally bloody toe. Mm. Um, is she walking okay? Yeah. No, kind of the, the bugger of it is she, f- she felt no pain. From her toe. It mm. seemed like, apart, unless you touched it, yeah, no pain. She was running, climbing, jumping, like literally jumping up and down, up and down, up and down. The Kids whole fast. Um, <laughs> uh, and she's, so the dressing was this big, enormous. So even for days after we got her out of the hospital, she had this enormous dressing on her foot. Yeah, poor thing. And she wanted to like go outside and, and run around and play. Mm. And we kept trying to discourage her from doing that. Um, but I had this genius moment. <clears throat> So I'm just going to go and like buy her, like I'm going to find some shoes that can like fit over that enormous dressing, cheap ones, hopefully. Yeah. So that like f- just for a day or two, she can actually go outside. And I went, I went to the Kmart um, and I've had a pair of Crocs, children's Crocs. Ooh. Yep. Perfect. Right. Because they're cheap as hell. You can throw them in the bin without feeling bad about it, <laughs> you know? And they were like two or three sizes too big for her. Yeah. But it fit over her like enormous bandaged foot, so she was very happy. So we went to the park that day. Oh, that's she nice. is just—you could just see the joy that because mm. she, she just she's very outdoorsy. I'm she's I'm like, where did you come from? Because <laughs> I, I spend apart from that like sojourn in the camping site where I had to fight a kangaroo. Um, <laughs> True story. Yeah, uh, she. I don't embellish that at all. <laughs> she's pretty much the opposite of me in that regard. She loves being outdoors and rolling around in grass and climbing things. And I mean, it's just, I think just kids, right? Yeah, no, kids, kids all love like doing that. that. It was just, to see the look on her face was great. So yeah. That's, May has been, um, she loves, she knows what the word weekend means now. And oh, she goes okay. nuts when we say it's the weekend. And she goes, oh my God, oh my God, mommy and daddy are home like the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we spoil her, we take her out, we always take her to the park. Yeah. She has lots of fun. Mm. Uh, and just, what's just one of those things uh, that we've noticed is that if she has too much fun, and she's she's certainly hit the terrible twos, yeah, is that she will throw a massive tanty mm-hmm. when she has to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Like the more fun she has during the day, mm. 
the harder she crashes when you say, okay, it's time to, you know, pack up everything and it's time to go to bed. Because mm. she doesn't want the fun to stop. Yeah, But yeah. she's dead tired and you know she's dead tired. Yeah. And she's basically like a like a, a super massive sun. Mm. She collapses in on herself. <laughs> she just becomes like this massive, like this big bright thing and then it's just like, oh, I'm just going, blah, 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 I hate everything. <laughs> just collapses in and is just very, very cranky. Yeah. And like throwing herself in the floor and kicking and screaming. But the thing is, while she's doing this, she's still really cute. Yeah. Like, she's, you know what my daughter's voice sounds yeah, like, yeah. and it's so cute. <laughs> so even when she's doing that, we're going, don't, don't laugh, don't laugh. It's so cute. It's so cute. She's like, no, I'm angry. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ruby will actually say, like, it's not funny. She'll shout mm. things like that at us when she's, when we're laughing at her. Um, yeah, we probably shouldn't do that. We should. We probably shouldn't. But it's you know, it's hard not to when they're so adorable. Yeah, yeah. Ruby had a prop, first proper throwing on the floor, kicking and screaming tantrum the other day when um, uh, Meg dropped her off at my place mm. and then left, and Ruby did not want Meg to leave. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when by the time by the time Meg had shut the door, I was walking up the garden path. Ruby had like thrown herself on the ground, like screaming. Ah! <laughs> Whoa. And then, like, five minutes later, totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way they are. It's good that, that May <laughs> goes to bed eventually. Like, you know, it's not mm. the worst thing if they do that at home because it means they tire themselves out a bit quicker. Yeah. And you'd probably get less, like, interruptions during the night if she's, like, actually genuinely tired when yeah. she goes to bed. Yeah. That's that's true. Um, but May is very happy at the moment. She's in... in she's, she's very... She seems like a very positive sort of... Yeah, so you can kind of tell personality sometimes, and she's mm. especially when Maria and I do something with her. Mm. She is just so like, oh my god, there's like there's there's mummy and there's daddy, mm. and we're going to the park, and mm. oh my god, I think I'm going to explode. Yeah. We took her to the park, and then Maria's uh, Maria's friend and her daughter, who mm. May is friends with, uh, Mia Chan. Was were there as well, mm. and May was just having a meltdown. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, my friend is here as well. <laughs> it's so great. It's awesome. Yeah, there's a, it's um it's a special time I think, and it's yeah. you know they're they're going to grow out of it. And yeah, so they should. Yeah, we should um enjoy this while we can. Yeah, uh, that was as tiring as it is. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I saw Meg today. I had dinner with Meg um after I did some yard work for her, <laughs> um and she was saying like that she felt sad that. She kind of realised that Ruby was turning three very soon, and mm. and I think the sort of passage of time and everything kind of upset her. And I can kind of see that in some ways because, like, they they do grow very quickly, and and um, and you know that as they grow, like that, they're never going to be that way again. Yeah, you I know? mean, they're going to be more. You know, you're going to you, when they're five, you're going to miss them as they were at three. As they're seven, you're going to miss they were at five. When yeah. They're 10, you're going to miss them as they were 8. When they're teenagers, you just want to kick them out. <laughs> Pretty much. I already want to do that. <laughs> I'm just kidding, of course. Yes, of course. Um, yeah. If there was a factory, though, I might. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, she's she's very cute. Like, ugh, my daughter's very tall. She is quite tall. I noticed that today when she came out wearing shorts, and I was like, look how long your legs, look how tall you are. Mm. Like, something about seeing her, just how long her legs are. I was like, what the hell? She's almost three, but she looks like she should be four or something. Yeah. I mean, they do grow quickly. She's very, she's very cheeky and coy right now. She's got this coy thing where mm. she'll be like, Daddy, and kind of give me this like, oh, kind of look like she's cheeky, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. like She's picked it up. 
I don't know where she got that from. Yeah. <laughs> this, this sort of, yeah, very coy, I think is the right word. Yeah. Like she, she's got, like she's holding onto a joke in her, like yeah. she's like, she's, she's like, like laughing uh, internally. You know? I'm, I'm playing this one for timing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It's just, she's pretty great. I think she's going to have a very um, interesting, like, I think she's going to be quite an intense person actually. <laughs> I, I wonder. Start teaching her Latin now. That is actually one thing about May is that mm. she, um, so she loves watching people on YouTube mm. play with Anpanman toys. Anpanman is like a Japanese kids anime. Yeah. Uh, made out of Anpan, which is like un, un, bread with un, like a bean paste in it. Okay. Uh, kind of, uh, I don't really, can't explain it much more than that. It's a, it's like a, a thing. Like a bread. Yeah. That's probably as close as you and, can get. She loves watching people play with those toys, mm. um, but j- only Japanese people. And she picks up on the language. Mm. So she's using all of the language they are now. So her Japanese is improving tenfold mm. because she's watching people play with toys, mm. <laughs> which is it's just pretty amazing. Yeah. I was, I was kind of hoping maybe I should brush up on the old Japanese skills as she's learning. And I think she might already be beyond me as a two year old. <laughs> like, Damn it. I just think I missed my window. Yeah. I should be watching these these shows as well. You're like just one listen ahead of the kid, as Marge says. Yeah. yeah. I'm starting to try and familiarize myself with with Braille. Man, Braille is hard. Yeah, you, you said that. I yeah. have said that before, and I've actually tried to learn some of the letters and everything, and I've, I think I've got some basics down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it kind of makes sense, but it is basically memorizing a whole new set of rules Mm. because like it's not just is it you can help me out here is it just the letters is it still spelt the same way is it still grammatically the same i think there's three sets of braille one is just the letters you just get the letters Mm. the next one is when it gets phonetic so instead of like listen L-I-S-T-E-N. Yeah, it would be like L-I-S-N. L-I-S-N. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's the second track of grammar of, oh, of Braille. And the third wow. track is something completely different again. Wow. Where it, it, I think it might combine stuff. I don't know. Like, I'm still figuring it out. But, like, I tried to learn, like, just A, B, C, D, E. And I did okay. But mm. I began to realize, like, oh, how do you do numbers? Oh, it's kind of like a, like a a hash and then the number and then like, Oh, there's the slash thing. And Oh my God, numbers and math are going to be so hard. I really don't want to have to relearn math doing Braille. God. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like the alphabet I could probably do. I reckon I could get that just sight reading Braille. I reckon I could do the phonic stuff, but as soon as I have to do any sort of math in Braille, oh, man, I am fucked. Yeah. That's all. That sounds tough. Cause I think like the, yeah, yeah. the, um, the Arabic numerals, or they're called Arabic, but that system, yeah, you know, the digit, the, the digital system, the, yeah. num- the ten based system yeah. is ten based. It's great. Yeah. Like I think it's actually called Indian. I think it actually comes from India. Anyway, yeah. that system where you have like you know, you, here's your column for here's your column for units, here's your column for tens, here's yeah. your column for hundredth. That works really well. And any system that deviates from that, I find like just really difficult. Like I, I was don't trying, think this yeah. system would deviate it's that? from it's it. It's still that. Yeah. I, no, I'm pretty sure it would yeah, be. Yeah. I don't think there's no way you could do anything other than based in it w- math. It would be inefficient, certainly. To yeah, use no, like no, a. No. I mean, you're not going to use fucking pound shillings and pence, are you? <laughs> well, some people. Fucking English people. I know, right? That's they should have learned their lesson hundreds of years ago. It yeah. wasn't until like the 60s that they went to like decimalized pounds and pennies. Hay pennies. And, oh, uh, God. Yeah, it all gets mm. a bit weird. 
English Tuppence. people so primitive. <laughs> what I never got was like there's those other there's so you've got like you've got pence. Yep. And then does it go to shillings? Or does it where does it what's next? No, no, you got no, pounds no, no, and you no. got pence, right? That's today. That's yeah. the modern world is hundred pence equals one pound. Yep, that's right. But and one there pen- were three things in the in the yeah, old pounds, world. shillings and pence. Yeah. So and the pence they- were like the pennies yeah. and like there were twelve uh, there were twelve uh, pennies in a shilling and like twenty four shillings in a pound, or was it twelve? I don't know. See, yeah. it, it, it was it was the imperial based twelve math, which is dumb. Mm. Like anyone who uses that system is dumb. <laughs> Americans, you're dumb for using that in your measurement still. <laughs> like it's like, oh yeah, dollars, great, yeah, base ten, that's mm-hmm. perfect. Oh yeah, but we're still going to do everything in like fucking feet and inches. Mm-hmm. How primitive. <laughs> Get with the times. Get with the times. Get with the French. Yeah. The French The French had the right idea for once. I mean, to be fair, we would have invaded and stolen hey, their the, idea off them anyway. The French have a few good ideas. You know, like good coffee. And, um, yes, the metric system. And there's probably something else. No, no, no I don't think so. <laughs> I was going to say Tintin, but uh, that's, actually that's actually Belgian. Belgian so yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, yeah. you can't give them that. No, you can't give them that, can you? What else? What else is good that's French? Mm. Uh, I'll come back to you. <laughs> Film what? The women are pretty good. Apparently not, though. <laughs> I know someone who dated a French woman. Apparently, all right. Okay. I yeah. mean, not one woman representing an entire, you know, and I think that's fair. <laughs> an entire country. <laughs> that's that's very fair. Then yes. Yeah. Yeah. We represent Australia, by the way, yeah. in more ways than than you think. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Have I said bad things today? Oh yeah. Almost certainly. Oh yes. Look, I'm sure. I'm sure there's lots of other things that Fran- the France is great for that I haven't thought of. Um, white flags. They are great at making white <laughs> don't, flags. Don't say that. Oh, man. <laughs> you knew it was coming. Oh. You knew it was coming. We did play Super Mario Brothers two today. So getting back to the gaming stuff, mm. I have a little device. It's a clever little device, uh, and I can't remember for the life of me what it's called. Okay. Which kind of sucks. Um, but someone invented a replacement for the Famicom disk system, mm. which is, is needed because all magnetic media is one day going to fail. Yes. It's unfortunate, but it's the truth. It's inevitable. Yeah. A lot of my disk system games are working. They're functional. Mm. I'm a lucky man because of that, I reckon. You mm. know, I keep mm. them, I store them in a dry place away from magnets and I play them, you know, regularly enough, I suppose. But... Um, you know, these things are eventually going to degrade and they're just going to be pretty pieces. Like a, piece of, like a plastic can, coaster. Yeah, basically that you can display and say, hey, once this, you know, before the this data, uh, you know, com- completely failed, this was the original Castlevania. Mm, mm. Um, so I got a little device which connects. It doesn't replace the entire system, but it. It replaces the red box underneath the Famicom, the disk system, and it connects into the disk system RAM card. Oh, okay. And you can put ROMs onto there. And I've only put ROMs that I own onto there because... Okay. You're doing things... I'm above, doing things the proper way. The above the board. I don't have to. I mean, who's going to care about no, no Famicom disk system games? It's just something that... No one cares. It's just me. Yeah. Um, so it's got a little toggle, like a little switch on there, so you can toggle between side A and side B because you do need to switch sides, and it tricks the system into thinking that you've switched sides. And uh, it, it's not as a booting mechanism and stuff. Do you still built get that, into the emulator? Still get that good little animation of the of them running running back and forth. And- no, because that is the that is 
I suppose, what you would call the OS, yeah. like the operating system interface. Yeah, yeah. And this does have a very similar OS, mm. um, but it just goes straight from where it says Nintendo Disk System goes straight to what ROMs you have on there. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there's some good uh, Disk System games out there. A lot of them have been, of course, put onto actual cartridges on the NES. Mm. What's funny is sometimes, sometimes, like the lack of save feature just made them much worse. Yes. Like significantly more difficult or yeah, more annoying. Yeah, Metroid and, and Castlevania mm. are, are two very good examples of that. Yeah. Uh, I always prefer to play on the disc system just because there's something so 80s about it. Like yeah. they thought this was the superior format because back then they could fit a little bit more memory onto a disc than you could onto a cartridge. And then, you know, the cartridges overtook them and they couldn't actually upgrade discs unless you added... More discs. I love the idea of taking your disc to a store and having them put a game on it. Though. Yeah, yeah, like that, rewrite the rewrite kiosks. That yeah. is so like crazy when you think about it. Yeah, you know, like just the, can you imagine that today? Like, I suppose the down, digital downloads is really. It's basically that. Yeah, I mean that's basically what you're paying for. Like, yeah. Steam is kind of like a kiosk where you you buy games and you download them onto your disc. onto your disc. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what you do. You just have one big fat disc on your computer. Yeah, but they didn't. Okay, yeah. that's a lie. I'd like to say they didn't have online, but the Famicom did have online. There you was could, a Famicom modem. You could do some sweet banking on that. Thing. You could do some stock taking. You could do some banking. There was, there's, I, th- I, th- I don't want to say that there was online play, but there may have been one or two things. Mm. Very basic, maybe using Famicom. Japan was ahead basic. of its time with that shit. They, yeah, it was. They were, they were getting their consoles on, like online way before. Yeah, there was something about that system, like it, and it was mainly like how oh, you can do your banking or check the weather. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, and you <laughs> joke of the day and stuff, and that's yeah. the thing, like the the Famicom disc system. Uh, sorry, not the disc system, the Famicom modem, mm. um, was not really that popular, but I think it may have broken even mm. solely for the fact that I think the Famicom had a like a th- a twenty to thirty percent install base in all of Japan, maybe more. Yeah, yeah. So it had such a huge install base in the 80s when Japan was cash rich. Mm. So, you know, and they were trading stocks all the time. Like they were one of the second biggest stock market in the world. Yeah, but remember 80s, everyone everyone was like, Japan is winning. Yeah. And we all need to be like Japan. Yeah, exactly. And Um, so, you know, there were people mm. who wanted to do that at home. And I have a Famicom modem and a Famicom stock trade cartridge awesome. and the stock book which does you have, need to decode can i, can I ask does yeah. it have like really rad bgm when you're playing it does you it have know, like does it have some like mario does tube? come out and do something he kind of walks onto screen and goes trying to connect but i can't connect to anything i can't even connect to a dummy like there's there's something about the encoding that needs to be sending sending a constant signal oh i swear i watched a i watched a video of someone playing a uh i think it might have been a mega drive banking game some sort of like, some sort of japanese banking yeah, thing. So you can, yeah. yeah and it has this like very like catchy music while you're while you're doing your banking yeah. <laughs> it's just like that music got stuck in my head for for a couple of days uh it's just funny how like it's so, so, so obscure i watched a video of someone playing a banking game. i kind of want to watch that now i um, love old technology like that that's kind of my thing yeah, at the moment. I love watching those old... Like obsolete tech. Yeah, like I love laser discs and audio disc players and like, you know, old disc drives like the Famicom disc system and stuff. You know, there's something 
Something kitsch about it. I don't know. I just kind of find it fun. Yeah, there fun is to, fun to screw around with. It is kitsch, and it's 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 warm and fuzzy in a way, like yeah. some of that old. I mean, it's nostalgia. Yeah, but it's also like they did the best they could at the time with the technology they had available. Mm. And there are a lot of workarounds and stuff, but you know, for the most part, that stuff worked. Mm. It's a miracle it worked, and it's a, probably a miracle it works even now. I've got this thing like it's a half-formed thought. And you can hopefully probably help me with this. If not, I'll just edit that out of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, That there was something to do with a radio show where, like, you tuned in. It was, like, in Japan and you were tuned in. Oh, no, that's a Satellaview. Satellaview, that's it. Yeah. So, for all those who don't know, the Satellaview was an add-on for the Super Famicom. Yes. Super Nintendo in Japan. Yes. It's all coming back to me now. And what it does is you, you needed to buy one of these things. You needed to hook it up um, to a satellite mm. and pay for a satellite service. And you would download for each hour during a day. There was a schedule. You'd have to turn it on. You'd download stuff. You know, different games, different days. And you got like a redone 16-bit version of the original Legend of Zelda. Mm. There was a new Legend of Zelda game in there even. Mm. Uh, they had like mini games. Like there are a whole bunch of Kirby mini games that were only found recently that people had on these little ROM carts that you needed to store these things yeah. during the satellite broadcast. That's fascinating. Yeah. So it from- was just basically what they could do at the time. So from like an archival perspective... Have oh, people- most of that stuff is gone. Yeah, that's a shame, yeah, isn't it? I think people have pieced together because there was also a lot of audio commentary of like and radio plays that were happening over the top at the yeah, time. Yeah, while while things. you were getting your download, yeah. you could listen to some like classical music or or hear someone talk about yeah politics yeah, yeah, or whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, there was some Earthbound esque kind of escapades that were going on. It's just so interesting, isn't it? It is. It was short lived, yeah. and it wasn't profitable enough i mean for nintendo it was you know basically just a scratch because they were so rich by this point Mm. that um, they could try wacky stuff like this uh but yeah a lot of that stuff like the kirby minigames only resurfaced recently someone's only just kind of worked out how to stitch together a whole bunch of the legend of zelda Mm. um and i think that version of the legend of zelda had dungeons which were shaped not in the regi- the the original shape mm. but like one two three four five like they were in the shape of those the oh, numbers wow. i okay. think <laughs> yeah crazy so there's there there is kind of a not a race i want to say but there is a compulsion for people to get any of those little ram carts that you would plug into the super famicom to mm. see if there's anything on them Mm. I think most of them, unfortunately, have been collected now. There might be still a few out there. We might still get a couple of things. But yeah. people sell them for massive prices. Luckily, video game history museums have a bit of pool these days so they can pool their resources, get one of these things, and dump it for everyone. Mm. Because there are some out there from people who just want to hoard them mm. and just say, oh, I am the only, I am so special because I bought this off eBay for a very large price. I'm not going to dump the ROM because it's just mine. It's my game. Nobody else has. And I want to, I want to enjoy it all by myself. And they don't enjoy it. They sit there bragging to everyone online about how they have a game nobody else has. I imagine they put it in like a, like a glass, like a, like a, you know, yeah, it's a not glass for, dome on a pedestal in their, yeah, in their uh, It's house. not good for video game preservation, but, mm. you know, people can spend their money the way they want to. Just, so. to, just to be a jerk. Yeah, basically. 
<laughs> you know, it's... a lot of a lot of things people do turns out is just to be a jerk. <laughs> I I actually got a cartridge which I thought may have been um dumped, mm. and I was going to go dump it. Um, but it turns out it had been dumped like two months before. Oh, so okay. So if I ever find, even if I find something super rare, I will definitely dump it. Like as much as I, I love money, and I do love money. I'm a capitalist pig dog, if nothing else. There's <laughs> nothing about pre- preserving, you know, this kind of part of history that I, I feel attached to is a lot more important than that. Sure, yeah. Some things are bigger, Ace. Yeah. Some things are more important than money. Mm, only just. <laughs> so, yeah, come here, really yeah, yeah. Video game preservation, more important than money. Your liver, mm, I'd probably sell that for a couple of bucks oh, on the black market. I hate to tell you, Ace, it's in a pretty, pretty bad state. <laughs> probably not as bad as mine. <laughs> it's probably not. <laughs> hey, I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it's just I love I love all that old tech stuff. Yeah, you I I watch YouTube videos on mm. it. You know, just I'm just kind of fascinated. And like I repair old stuff now. Like I get old like Walkmans and cassette players mm. that can do like really funky things, and I add new belts to them and repair them. And it's not like I can sell them because who wants an old cassette player? No one turns out. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of nostalgia for the old computers. I think I like the um the Hercules or yeah. I mean, well, I had a. I had a computer with a Hercules graphics adapter mm. when I was growing up. So I, there's something about the monochrome display and like, I really liked, it was a great moment for me when I got Moria running on my computer using DOSBox. Mm. I was like, yes, you know, I should probably do more of that. I, sometimes I think about how, how fun it would be to just dig into all those games that I remember my friends having when they had computers. Well, you can emulate that shit. That now, I so. just couldn't play, yeah. you know, like just sort of, um, like give that little inner child in me um, uh, a field day by playing like you know Sid Meier's Pirates or something you know it's the stuff that I would just couldn't play when I was a kid because I didn't have a yeah, computer yeah. Um, stuff like that so I might I might think about you should do that. Bard's Tale and things like mm, that maybe you should go back to some of the Sierra adventure games oh, I don't know man see adventure games is kind of tricky to go back to as well because look there's actually a bunch of on on goodoldgames.com a little yeah. free plug for GOG. Um, you can actually download a bunch of quite good um, point-and-click adventure games from the 90s, uh, early 90s, like oh, wow. for free. Yeah, oh, for free. For free. Sierra um, or? Not Sierra, but still, well, maybe. But they're good. Yeah, okay. I can't remember. Because oh. Sierra were the... Sierra did a lot of the original adventure games like um, Police Quests. No, no, I don't think it was. Quest, no, they're not, they're not as high Space profile Quest. as that. No, they they want to sell you Police Quest and Space Quest. Um, <laughs> Leisure but, Suit Larry. Oh, I got it. I, got, I think it's called Under a Steel Sky. I think that's what it's called. It's quite good. It's like a post apocalyptic sort of sci fi thing with a lot of humor hmm. elements. You're a, like a. I don't know fish out of water type character in this in this wasteland and then you get sort of taken to this big industrial city like mega city kind of fifth element-esque you know like just crazy huge skyscrapers and things like that um and you have this robot companion who's kind of like a smart like wisecracking robot like it's just such a 90s thing you know uh it's very good in in, and and the the humor is is and it's one of those you know oh put the tennis ball with the the pole and now i gotta like add the cake to it now I can open the door. You know, they kind of like yeah, yeah. take the rubber band, combine it with the bunny rabbit. Yeah, yeah. And then plunger plus duck equals something you yeah. really should have thought of like 20 minutes ago. That kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but those games are annoying because the moment, the very moment you get stuck, it stops being fun. Yeah. But as long as you're making progress, it's great. 
Well, I mean, a lot of the, what a lot of people forget about adventure games is that uh, they were also meant to be a communal experience, something mm-hmm. that you would chat to your friends about at school. Yeah. And I was very lucky because, like, Toonstruck, one of the one of the last, I would say, great adventure games from that period. Yeah. Uh, and, and I can see why not everyone has the same nostalgic feels for it as I do. I'm just a big animation fan. Um, I got it very cheap because mm. I read about it in a magazine. And, I, and uh, I told another guy about it who was also a big animation fan. Mm. Uh, you may remember this guy. He was like a six foot tall goth at our school I think called so. Todd. I think I know Todd, yes. Yeah, Todd is just like this massive hulking like... Looks like he's the scariest mother. There were no emos back in our day. Emos would have just gotten fucking stabbed. I think we we had goths. Yeah, we had goths. There were no emos. And this guy was the most nice and polite person I think I'd ever met. (laughs) He was such a great guy. Gentle giant. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he was very confident in himself. He loved, you know, he wears skulls everywhere. I I came to school on crutches after I had my operation. Mm. I was like a week late to start college. And, like... Soon as I came into class, a little bit late because I had to get up the stairs. Mm. He like got off his chair, got me another chair so I could sit down and put my leg up on something. That's like the opposite of what I did. Yeah, which, yeah, which probably- was steal my walking stick, you fucker. <laughs> well, I was a bad person. You were. I was definitely not now though. <laughs> I could take my revenge on you. I don't think I haven't forgotten it any time. <laughs> You and Hugh, both of you, you're going down. <laughs> the clock is t- the sword of Damocles is dangling. Oh, over. You have no idea how close it is. Oh dear! Uh, no, I just get to pull out a gun and shoot. <laughs> Sling Indiana Jones. <laughs> Why futz around? They yeah. say. And um, and this guy, I told him about this game I was playing, mm. and he goes, "Oh my god, I want to play that!" So he got the other last copy from Tandy Electronics, oh, which is another oh, Tandy. Last yeah. Tandy is um, was like an ele- where you could buy like tiny little electronics parts. Yes, and uh, where do you, I don't think where do you go for that stuff anymore. I think you order it online or oh, J-Car. J-Car. Yeah, okay. Uh, as someone who still fucks around with uh, electronics, that's where I go. I think it was like yeah. So anyway, anyway um, this guy got it, and we started playing it together. And of course, like I would have gotten stuck because I didn't have the internet back then. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. in nineteen ninety eight, I should have, but I didn't. Stupid parents. That was a traumatic childhood. Um, he got some of the puzzles that I wasn't getting, and I got some of the ones he wasn't getting. So mm. we actually had that, even though it was only two of us, we had that communal, you know, kind yeah, of relationship. Working together thing. Where yeah. we solved each other. He goes, oh, yeah, that's easy. This is what you got to do. And I go, oh, yeah, yeah. When you got to do this, it's a bit more esoteric because you actually got to you got to tickle like the sex crazed mm. sheep with the feather, and that's the only thing that excites them anymore. <laughs> that's the thing that happens in that game. It's a weird game. It is a weird game. It's good though. Yeah, I, I did. You watch the the giant bomb video? Where they I did. Yeah, yeah, they didn't. They they, they kind of didn't get very far in it. No, the first part is very like very smiley and fun. Because like happy land, then they go there's like this cutesy land. Yeah, and then then things get a bit darker. Yeah, and then yeah. like you go to wacky land. Mm. And then, but things in Cutie Land get turned all I think that's the like right name evil. For it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Cutopia, Cutopia is what it, is, what right. it is. Yeah, and and things get turned twisted in Cutopia, and then you've just got a bunch of sex crazed sheep on, like you know, getting whipped, like with S and M gear. It's it's a good game. I really want to see a um, because I think they. I'm not sure whether it was done with cells or using a, an early version of Shockwave or Flash or something, mm. but. Apparently, there is a much better version than the version that we got out there. Oh, okay. Like, there's like a 
like a HD version would go oh. down really, really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, it was a, a Virgin Software release, I think. Yeah, that's good stuff. Anyway, I think we've hit our limit here. I think so. I could probably drag out a few more adventure game things, but let's 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 leave them on a high AC <laughs> with Toonstruck with with sex crazed sheep being whipped. <laughs> That's a better. That is a better name for this episode than whatever crap we had before. Oh uh, yeah, what did we have before? Oh, uh, Doctor Lemon's Revenge. Yeah, we- let's put sex crazed sheep getting whipped. <laughs> you know, at some point we're just going to take it off of the iTunes store. <laughs> it happened, and I'm pretty sure that game was only like PG fifteen or something like that. We were actually going to have this like had this meta talk planned about what we were going to do with the show towards the end of this year and next mm. year. Should we touch on that now? Oh uh, no, let's save it. Let's uh, save it for. We do need time. to talk about it. But I'm going away at the end of the year. We will have a Christmas special. We're not sure what we're going to do during that time, but we will have stuff up. Basically, yeah, stuff will be happening. Yeah, we hope. Yes, uh, we can't guarantee it. Yeah, I'm going to be away for like five weeks or something. Yeah, so we'll try and keep the candle burning in the window for you Game Life Balance Australia fans. Um, but we will be back next year. Uh, we aren't leaving just yet. But no, we're not to leaving. be clear, we, we'll have a few more episodes this year. We'll have a Christmas break. We'll be back in late Jan, probably. Yep. Um, and we may, and we haven't really figured this out yet, we haven't figured out the details, um, we may have a slightly different format. Yeah, we want to retool the show a bit because... After listening back to several episodes of us, like mm. it's not sounding bad, but it is sounding the same as every other episode we've done. You're saying we're a bit too comfortable with this format, a bit too cozy? Possibly. I mean, like we are two people who know each other very well and we have been working together for many, many years. So I suppose it's, uh, you know, might be might be time to do something a bit different. Sure, let's mix it up. Yep. Why not? So, Why not? Rob, uh, I'm sure you've got the uh, gonna geek, the geeks who are gonna get ya. Who you gonna geek call? That's that's a much better tagline than whatever they have right now. <laughs> I'm probably going to be blocked by them soon. Yeah, they they do a many a podcast, and we are part of the Gunna Geek Network. Yeah, believe it or not. Just like we haven't been fired yet, or no. I don't know, not not as far as I know, anyway. Look, they they are probably not shouting our podcast from the rooftops, but I probably wouldn't either if I was them. <laughs> but we are a part of the Gunna Geek Network. Uh, which is a, a podcast network of fine, geeky podcasts that cover a range of special interest topics that appeal to the nerdy types Nerds. out there, yeah. like us. That's AC. all of us. Uh, the Legends of Shield, AC. Mm-hmm. The Legends of Shield is a podcast on the Gunny Geek Network. It's a good I, podcast. I too. seem to talk about a lot. I seem, to, I seem to pick it a lot out of this mix, but I pick them now and I'm not going to, I'm not going to stooge them. No, that's fair enough. But I guarantee you next episode, I'm not reading out your copy, Legends <laughs> of S.H.I.E.L.D. You've had too many free rides from me. <laughs> All right. This is episode 252. Uh, and the name of the episode is Legion Chapter 15. In this episode of the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., director SP, Agent Haley, Agent Lauren, and consultant Michelle. Why is Michelle a consultant? Hmm. Tune in to find out. Guest star. Uh, discuss <laughs> The Legion, Season 2, Episode 7, Chapter 15. The name of the episode. This is confusing. Yep. Legion, Season 2, Episode 7, and the name of the episode is Chapter 15. Does that confuse you yet? No, no. I'm, I'm um, it's comic book. Comic book lore, mate. Yeah, this is Legion just, is Professor X's son. This all makes perfect. Oh, not the, the Legion part doesn't confuse me. It's the season two, cha- episode seven, chapter fifteen. Well, that part. seems obvious to me. Uh, of course, of course, because you are a true geek. Uh, 
Yes, they discussed that that chapter as well as I'm doing a bad job of this. As well as the weekly Marvel news and listener feedback. The agents discussed the lesson of the episode, moral panics, and how to and how delusion can pile on top of each other. How delusions can pile on top of each other. See, that's interesting because, you know, like at the end of every Inspector Gadget episode, they'll mm. have like some kind of, okay, Penny, now, whatever you do, you yeah. gotta, you know, don't run with scissors or always lock <laughs> yeah. the front door or don't drink and drive, which was literally, and I am not joking, was the moral of one of the Inspector Gadget stories <laughs> was don't drink and drive. Did Brain it, get tanked and get behind the wheel? No, Inspector Gadget did. Dude. <laughs> You think I'm joking? There is an episode where uh, he's in a I race against Doctor Claw. I hope Penny wasn't in the car with him. No, no, and like and like a mad agent hands him, "Hey, you want something refreshing?" And he really goes, "I'm a drunk driver. I'm doing donuts." And he goes all over the oh, road. No. Oh God! It is a true story. It is an actual episode that happened, and it is brilliant. It's I think I've here. had too much to drink. That's a halfway decent. <laughs> go 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 gadget go 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 gadget. Anyway, uh, enough of that. So, also in that episode, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they discuss all that crap, and as well as why Haley wants Kerry and Lenny to have a relationship, their favorite what if scenarios, how Lauren and Michelle met, and a lot of geeking out over Batwoman. So, uh, yeah, if you're into podcasts about TV shows that are about comic books or just comics in general, why not check out? Why not check out that? Because that's a good one. I've listened to it a couple. That of times. is certainly a comic-y kind of a show. All right. So you've been listening to Game Life Balance Australia, the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. Uh, come to our website, mm-hmm. please. Come as much as you want. At uh, <sighs> edit that out too. www.gamelifebalanceaustralia.com. And also check out our sister show. Although not much has been happening over there lately. We will let you know the moment that they get back live on air with both hosts. Yeah. Once, competent abilities. Once Stabo is released. Yeah. From, I think he's got a parole hearing coming up. So <laughs> I'm sure. We, we should be character witnesses. We should, I think we'll, we'll do a great job. <laughs> hey, it's the American system. How hard could it be? He stopped murdering recently. <laughs> and he stopped doing drugs. <laughs> he hasn't stopped doing drugs. <laughs> Oh, God. Selling them, not doing them. He only sells them. You know, I'm not surprised he doesn't want to record a podcast with me. <laughs> no, no, no. I said he doesn't want to. He, he said he can't find the time, but yeah, one, one wonders. <laughs> one does wonder. One does wonder indeed. Uh, yeah. All right. Thank you very much for listening. And we've embarrassed ourselves enough. Doodle pip. Pipsky doodly. Doodle doodle doodle. <laughs> Cheery bye. Godspeed, little doodle.